Hello and welcome to this episode of Tez Podagogy. This is the podcast which brings you everything that you need to know about teaching and learning, produced by the editors and writers at Tez. We interview leading academics, start debates about pedagogy, and take deep dives into some of the big issues facing classroom practitioners today. This season will bring you a wealth of new guests who will all shine a light on their research and how it translates into the classroom. We will also dig into our archive to bring you the best episodes from past seasons. These have all been chosen because they continue to have relevance for teachers today. I'm Kate Parker, a features writer at TES, and this week we're going back to 2019 when the TES editor John Severs sat down with Professor Samantha Johnson, who was a developmental psychologist at the University of Leicester. In this episode of TES Podagogy, Johnson explains that we now know more than ever about the potential impact that preterm birth can have on a child. This really matters. Research shows us that in every classroom, there are likely to be at least three children who were born preterm. And according to Johnson, these children may be missing out on vital support due to a lack of knowledge in schools about the challenges they might face and also a lack of identification of the children who may be affected. To begin with, Johnson defines exactly what we mean by preterm and the care that these babies receive once they're born. We know, obviously, a full-term pregnancy will last around 40 weeks of gestation. So all preterm babies are classified as those that are born before 37 weeks of gestation. And in the UK, that's about 8% of all births, or 8% of all babies are born preterm. Um, and among those, that's quite a, a wide spectrum of preterm births. So among those, most preterm babies will be born just a few weeks early at, say, 32 to 36 weeks of gestation. And we'd refer to those as being born late or moderately preterm. And they're the biggest proportion of all preterm births. But amongst all preterm births, there's a smaller subgroup of babies who were born very preterm, who were born before 32 weeks of gestation. And they're around about 1% to 2% of all births, so a fairly small group. Um, and amongst those, again, there's a group who are babies who were born extremely preterm, who were born before 28 weeks of gestation. And that's just over really um, half, some of them halfway through a full-term pregnancy. And so this can have quite some significant impact. So we know that the, overall the rates of preterm birth are increasing um, and that may may largely be due to increases in the proportions of babies born late or moderately preterm. But overall, at the same time, the survival rates of babies born extremely preterm at 22 and 23 weeks of gestation are increasing as well, which means there's more of these babies um, in total numbers entering society year on year. And is that, um, I mean, is there, is there a common sort of uh, post-birth pathway for these children do you know if you have a baby preterm are they always going to end up in, in a specialist unit uh, are they always going to have the same sorts of problems or or you know the initial problems which need to be treated or are we talking quite a diverse set of uh, set of circumstances here so most babies in fact like all babies born very preterm will be admitted to a neonatal intensive care unit where they'll have uh, medical care in the first few weeks or maybe months of life depending on how long they'll stay and then the earliest babies sort of born um, very preterm might be followed up until around about two years of age. Um, up till now, there's been quite a variation in the follow-up that's been developmental follow-up that's been offered to these children. But in 2017, NICE, 
produced the first national guideline recommending what should happen to these babies in terms of follow-up. And certainly the most very preterm, born less than 30 weeks gestation, would hopefully be followed up to two years of age. Quite surprising, isn't it, that you know this is not that newer phenomenon, but those guidelines are... Does it seem quite late in coming, or is that just the nation notion? Is that just the nature, sorry, of, of, of how health works? Well, I think we, uh, evidence has just been accumulating more and more over recent years since these babies survive in greater numbers, and also as follow-up has become, the follow-up studies have become much more prevalent. We know so much more about these babies and the long-term risks, the difficulties later in childhood. So I think it, you know it is the right time. We know much more about what kinds of difficulties the children might have, so what what we know to look out for. Um, so I think the natural progression has been to begin to develop national guidelines, and certainly I think in other countries national guidelines are starting to be developed as well. How then does being a preterm baby impact on a child's development? Here, Johnson says that we have to be very careful about generalisations around the impact of development pathways but there can be cognitive effects, and social ones too. Every child is different, uh, born preterm or not preterm. We know, uh, particularly as parents, that every child is different, and every child will have their own strengths and weaknesses. So the information that we have about outcomes for babies born preterm are based on cohort studies or groups of children, and often group averages, but it's important to know, as you've just suggested, that actually within those, there will be some children who have very different outcomes. But that's not to say that we haven't begun to notice a particular pattern of, of outcomes for these children. Should we view, should we view these as sort of risk factors then? Is that, is that the best way of, of, of describing them rather than um, a destiny or a, as such? But you know, if you have a child preterm or if, if perhaps later you teach a child who's born preterm, these are the sort of risk factors we should be keeping an, an eye out on. Yeah, absolutely. I've, uh, over recent years, been talking more and more and giving presentations to education professionals um, and teachers about prematurity and how it might impact on children at school. And I'm really conscious every time to sort of always say that prematurity is a risk factor rather than a diagnosis for difficulties later in life. So we know that children born preterm are at risk for these difficulties, but not every child born preterm will go on to have difficulties later in life. We do know that the earlier a child is born, so the more preterm a baby is born, the greater the risk for those difficulties. But um, within that, you know, you may have some babies born at 23 weeks of gestation who go on to have no difficulties long term and some born just a few weeks early that do. And so what sort of difficulties are, are you noticing in the data that are consistent with a, a preterm birth? And I guess a secondary question is how do you distinguish those from, say, a normal de well, developmental issues that were associated with different risk factors? Okay, so what we know about um, outcomes of prematurity is largely from these uh, birth cohort studies that have been conducted. And we're starting to see what's emerging as a, a real clear pattern of potential difficulties these children might have and this is what we call now or refer to as the preterm phenotype. Um, and this, so uh, on average, we would say that children born preterm are at risk for cognitive difficulties in childhood. So having low scores on IQ tests, for example, 
Um, and we also know that specific cognitive deficits are also associated with preterm birth. So in particular, having poor working memory, um, uh, visuospatial difficulties, so eye-hand coordination difficulties and slow processing speed, um, and also some deficits in executive functions, which I believe my colleague Lucy Cragg um, spoke mm. to you about in a podcast mm. uh, recently. But we also know alongside that, as part of this phenotype or profile of problems, um, children born preterm are also at increased risk for attention difficulties, so particularly having inattention, for social and, and emotional difficulties, so difficulties interacting with peers and sort of maintaining and, and forming friendships, and also internalising difficulties such as anxiety, uh, being shy or withdrawn. Um, and often those things are not there in isolation for particular children, but the children may have a more of a number of these difficulties um, that sort of co-occur. Um, interestingly, if we think about behavioural, social and emotional outcomes, what we tend not to see as part of this uh, preterm pattern of outcomes is that there's no increased risk for these children having sort of externalising behaviour problems compared to children who were born at term. So in the literature, we don't see that the, as, as groups of children born preterm don't have don't tend to have an increase risk for conduct conduct problems or being aggressive um, or defiant or, or antisocial. Um, so if you if you sort of pull that together and how it might appear in the classroom, it's that these children tend to have cognitive difficulties that might impact on their learning. Um, they may be the child in the classroom who's quite withdrawn socially, not finding it easy to make friends, struggling to focus having attention difficulties, but they don't tend to be the children who are disruptive or aggressive. And for that reason, we think that perhaps these children may not come to the teacher's attention as having um, difficulties or needing support in the way other children might with special educational needs. Do, do we know why uh, those difficulties present? I mean, I, I, can we distinguish between a problem with being born preterm and the family social reaction to a, a child that's born preterm in terms of it's not genetic I know it's not a genetic uh, versus um, environmental distinction but perhaps a, a developmental problem from being born early versus how a parent or a family may treat that child in terms of shyness or cautiousness that sort of stuff yeah I mean we we don't know exactly the specific <laughs> cause of these difficulties or what the specific developmental pathway is. So it's likely to be multifactorial and involve both biological and social factors or environmental factors. So probably the most important factors are neurodevelopmental immaturity at birth. So how well developed the brain is and the baby's brain is at birth. And that's why we see the relationship between being born earlier and the higher risk for problems later in life. And then altered brain development after preterm birth. Um, but on top of that, there's also, of course, the same factors that influence development in preterm children as they do in the general population. So social environment, economic environment, sort of family environment, parenting, parental mental health, all of those things will also impact on a child's outcome after preterm birth. So it's likely to be an interplay of multiple um, factors contributing to development. So, I mean, I guess one example might be why a, a child may be more reserved or timid or, or perhaps 
go the other way and be more outward seeking is that they're likely i guess to be one of the smallest children in in their in their in their age group and perhaps referred to as such because the difference might be quite marked or parents may parent slightly differently because the child has been through what can be a very early traumatic experience is is that is that fair to say yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely. It can be really traumatic. And I think we know that there's an increase in sort of parental anxiety or mental health problems after, you know, extremely preterm birth compared to a full term one. And all of these kinds of factors will sort of interweave the impact on children's development across different domains. Yeah. And I guess we should always also look at the other side of this, that it's entirely possible there, there, are, there are no neurodevelopmental issues and that uh, I'm sure, you know, the, the the social factors can also be either controlled or, or mitigated? Um, I guess it depends how early you're born. So the babies born extremely preterm um, are very immature at birth, and that will affect yeah. sort of brain development after preterm birth. But we still know that amongst the extremely preterm children, the influence of, for example, socioeconomic status still influences outcomes in the long term. How likely is it that any of these risk factors are noticed before the age of four or even five? And should a parent tell a school if their child was preterm? Yes, so we know from many studies that if you um, carry out developmental assessments of children at, say, the age of two years, there's already a significant difference in development between those born, say, very preterm and children born at term at the age of two using developmental tests. So some developmental delays are evident um, early on, on a group level. Again, I'll say these are sort of uh, ungrouped studies. So yes, we can already identify by the age of two, certainly, or, or even earlier, that as a group, very preterm children have poorer development um, than children born at term. And certainly, at least by entry to school, there's some interesting evidence from the Millennium Cohort Study by um, a professor called uh, Maria Quigley and her colleagues who studied um, attainment at the earliest foundation stage um, and related to gestational age at birth. And already, um, the earlier a baby is born, you can see that on average, they have um, there are they are more likely to have a poor outcome at early years foundation stage across all of the areas assessed compared with children born at full term. So it's certainly evident from two and and, and on school entry. The issue of whether to tell the school or not is uh, is quite, um, I guess, a, a tricky issue and can actually differ widely between individual families and parents. So some of them, maybe half want, would prefer the school to know that their child is born preterm and that they may have difficulties and um, know, know what to look out for. And there's some who really don't want the, the school to know. Perhaps they're doing absolutely fine, there's no difficulties evident, and they just don't want that birth history. Um, to be drawn to the attention of the school. Personally, I think up till now, we uh, I think the information about preterm birth hasn't been routinely communicated to education professionals, certainly in the detail that, that we know in, in the medical research. Um, and that once we start to communicate that and teachers have a better idea of what being born preterm might mean, then it, it may be, become particularly useful to tell teachers about the child's birth history on entry to school so they may know what to look out for or may just be aware of it. So how much do schools know about supporting preterm children? If a parent does choose to disclose that their child is preterm, 
Do teachers know what they should do as a result? Perhaps not, says Johnson. So we carried out um, a survey in 2015 of uh, 585 teachers in the UK and also the same survey amongst educational psychologists, so about 200 educational psychologists in the UK. And we were particularly interested for exactly the reasons that we've just been talking about. What do parents think? What do parents need? What's what's the best thing to do to try and find out? We wanted to know what the kind of knowledge levels were like of teachers and education professionals. So we um, did an online survey and we asked teachers and educational psychologists to fill out um, a questionnaire called the Preterm Birth Knowledge Scale. And this is 33 statements about what are the likely outcomes for preterm babies uh, when they get to school age. And they have to say to each of these statements whether they're true, false or don't know. And then they get an overall score. Um, And the scores range sort of between zero and 33. And overall, we found that um, the teachers had an average score of 15, so about 45% accuracy um, on this questionnaire. An educational psychologist slightly higher at 17. Um, But that's compared to sort of neonatal clinicians who routinely look after these children as babies. And their score was... um, up at 26, so sort of 80% correct. So it's a really big difference between the knowledge levels of education professionals and the the doctors and health professionals that routinely look after these children, not even at school age, the ones that look after them as babies. Um, Interestingly, we found that the poorest areas of knowledge really related to teachers' understanding that after preterm birth, there's a risk for children having poor social skills attention problems and mathematics difficulties, which are amongst the most common difficulties we see after preterm birth. So there was a some concern, I think, that perhaps children might not be getting the support in the areas they need it the most. And, and interestingly, we asked the teachers whether they felt they'd had sufficient training about preterm birth, um, and only 16% said they'd received any training about preterm birth, and just 3% that said they'd received it as part of their initial teacher training. And over 90% felt that they really wanted more information about prematurity and its impact on children's development, which has sort of led us to develop a resource to try and and improve teachers' knowledge. We're talking about three or four children per class, potentially, who are born preterm, or who who meet the medical... um, definition of being born preterm is that roughly right eight percent so yeah it's about two to three children in an average class size of say 30 children so and we also know from research that the vast majority of these children will go to mainstream schools so even amongst the most extremely preterm babies born before 26 weeks of gestation um, in a national study called Epicure, we previously found that 13% of those will attend special schools. So the vast majority of these children are in mainstream school classes. And so, um, and actually in our survey, teachers really felt that the, the well, they reported, a high number reported they felt that educational management for these children was the job of the, the classroom teacher. And do we know what's happening to these children who aren't perhaps identified as being born preterm or if they are their uh, difficulties aren't being attributed to that are they finding their way on to send registers with different diagnoses or, or unspecified diagnoses um 
I think amongst these children, there's a small proportion who have difficulties that are potentially severe enough to have a diagnosis. So there's um, uh, there's a higher proportion of children born very preterm who will have ADHD um, or a diagnosis of autism than children born at term. But they're a small proportion of the preterm population. And actually, there's many more of them who will could have subtle difficulties in a number of areas, which, of course, if you've got subtle difficulties in quite a few areas, that can have quite a significant impact on their learning and performance at school. So, yes, there, is, there are a small proportion who will have diagnoses, but there, I guess there are many more who have difficulties that wouldn't reach a diagnostic threshold. And we do know that there's an increased rate of special education needs amongst children um, who were born preterm. So we see the same as we do in terms of development. The, the earlier the gestational age at which a baby is born, the higher the prevalence of special educational needs. So we know, um, for example, there's about one in 20 children born at term um, have special educational needs from a study in Scotland. Um, and about one in 12 children born later moderately preterm um, and that rises to children who are born extremely preterm, less than 26 weeks of gestation, to two in three children who have special educational needs. So this was a, our national study, again, called Epicure, in which at 11 years of age, we assessed um, all the babies that were born extremely preterm in the UK and Ireland um, who agreed to take part at age 11. And we found that 62% um, of those children either attended special school or have special educational needs. So the, the extremely preterm children certainly have a much higher reliance on special educational support. It's interesting that the, the differences can be so subtle in the sense that a teacher uh, assessing a class, for example, may not actually realise anything is particularly um, proving difficult for that child, but actually that their expectations of that child are, are at that level of attainment or at that level of social behaviour, whereas with a little intervention, that that expectation, I mean, all teachers obviously strive for high expectations for every child, but faced with the reality, they're, where they're pitching content or where they're pitching support may have to be slightly different, actually, but it might not be a, a need they have recognised. Yeah, and I think that's, that's potentially the difficulty at the moment is if, if teachers are not aware of the kinds of difficulties that children born preterm might have and don't even make that link with the child's birth history, um, those children may not be picked up in the classroom as having difficulties and potentially they could have attainment within the average range, for example, expected for their age. So their potential may be more with a little extra support. Um, so I think raising awareness of the issues that may be associated with being born preterm could potentially be beneficial. So I guess we do something similar with FSM, People Premium, with, uh, you know, the reason we have People Premium is because there are risk factors associated with those children who are, are um, who can receive People Premium. And it's not a deterministic uh, label, if you like, but it's, uh, they may need some help. Have we got it on our radar? And I guess what you're talking about is maybe that preterm children are in, included in that label. Um, I think I may not go as far as to say that all preterm children should have additional support because, of course, there we know that with even though there's an association between being born preterm and having some difficulties later in life, that with that some group studies within that group, 
some children will have absolutely no difficulties and mm-hmm. some may have quite significant. So I think it's less about saying that every child born preterm needs an assessment or, or needs support. It's more about raising awareness amongst education professionals that these children might have difficulties and then they can use their knowledge and expertise to provide support where it's needed. But I do think we have to be um, mindful not to create the impression, as we mentioned earlier, that prematurity is a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. It's more, it's just a risk factor for problems later in life. Do you think there's a there's a similar problem to perhaps the people premium, though, in that a teacher, once they know that a child is um, born preterm, that they sort of present a diagnosis when it might not be applicable or, or apply a diagnosis perhaps when it's not applicable in the sense of, oh, then their expectations may be slightly different or that they may try and intervene by no intervention necessary. I, I guess it comes back to the knowledge question we were talking about earlier about how are we upskilling these teachers to not fall into those traps. Yeah, I think we have to be careful to, to make it really clear, again, that it, it is a risk factor and not every child will have difficulties and that and that what, what we want to do by giving teachers the knowledge is to help them sort of signpost where the difficulties might be and then give them some strategies or maybe a toolkit that they can use with these children if they are having difficulties. Hopefully, children with significant or severe um, difficulties will already um, be identified through the usual educational pathways. So potentially, it's maybe the children who don't have a diagnosis and who don't have um, significant problems that a bit of extra support in the classroom might really impact on their outcomes. In order to close this gap in knowledge and ensure that these children have the support that they need, Johnson, with other educational psychologists, developed a bank of free e-learning resources for teachers. The e-learning takes about an hour to complete and focuses on providing evidence-based information on what preterm birth is, what educational outcomes are like for children, the difficulties children may face cognitively, socially and emotionally. It also provides strategies that teachers can use to support these children in the classroom. Since this podcast was recorded in 2019, the resources have been downloaded by 18,000 individuals in 50 countries. It is also incorporated into the training for schools who want to obtain the Prem Aware Award, which is run by the Smallest Things charity. Anyone who's interested, but of course you may only be interested if you've encountered a child in your class who's born preterm, um, and that it would be particularly useful then. But I think it probably needs to be wider than that, in that if if parents are not regularly communicating to schools that their child is born preterm, then gaining an awareness of what this means for children's development from this resource might hopefully help teachers be able to spot those children who have difficulties, who may be born preterm, and that could potentially open up um, a dialogue with parents. But in addition, the strategies that are presented um, are really just evidence of uh, uh, strategies of good practice in the classroom, but also might be useful to other children who have, say, attention problems or working memory difficulties who were not born preterm. Um, but yeah, it will be available to access to anybody who would like to use it. I mean, I guess that's my follow-up question: Is that if you haven't told the school that your child is preterm, or that uh, perhaps you perhaps you have, but you're not fully aware of potential difficulties that that might result, is there a danger that 
the parents don't know all this information you're giving to the teachers and and in that situation is the teacher the best play person to sort of relay that information or would you advise the teacher to say oh if your child's preterm have you have you had a look on this this resource bank uh how would that relationship work if if the parent for whatever reason wasn't fully aware of, of the potential issues i think the children born very preterm have been followed up um through uh, health services they will have been conversations hopefully about potential long-term difficulties i do uh, sympathize with your point about the fact that some parents might not be aware of long-term difficulties particularly those who are born just a few weeks early and um, mm. the resources is able to be used by parents of course and it might be that teachers um, are signposting parents to that I think initially, if the child, if the parent has any, con sorry, the teacher has any concerns about the child, this might just help them address prematurity. Um, and for most children, they won't be under long-term care or won't have access to health services because they're born preterm. So more and more, it is falling to the job of the of the teacher mm. to provide the sort of first-line support for children who might have difficulties related to their preterm birth. So it's not necessary that the teacher then has to go and potentially uh, sit that parents down and say, your child is is struggling in this area. We think it might be because they were born preterm and then try and sort of relay some of that resource material. It might be stopping there in that conversation and saying, this website's actually really useful. You might want to have a look through and sort of signposting it, if you like. Yeah, I guess it's the same for all children who a teacher spot may have difficulties in the classroom. They would approach potentially approach parents and have a discussion about what those issues might be, what might be related to those, any thoughts about why those might occur, and just have that conversation with the parents. And, and if that comes up, prematurity might be one thing to, to consider um, discussing. Um, and in fact, our um, uh, we've evaluated the resource and one of the things we found that it did do was increase the proportion of teachers who felt that they might consider prematurity when they have a child who's struggling in the classroom. And so uh, the, the resource has sort of been, we've been tested with a, with a group of teachers? Yes, yeah, so uh, we've, um, before we released the resource, we just wanted to evaluate it and find out whether it does actually improve uh, teachers' knowledge of prematurity, which is an essential first step to yeah. improving children's outcomes. Um, so we were fortunate enough that we had um, 61 teachers from um, about eight primary schools um, who took part in the study and we asked them to fill out um, the preterm birth knowledge scale that I just mentioned earlier um, and then we asked them to fill this questionnaire out before using the resource and again after using the resource. So we wanted to see if using the resource over a period of up to 30 days or one month would improve their knowledge of preterm birth. Um, and we found there was a huge difference in knowledge levels before and after using the resource. So I'll come back to that. Average score was 13 out of 33 beforehand and afterwards it was 28. So there was a huge increase um, in knowledge levels. And interestingly, the areas where the biggest increase in knowledge we saw was about recognising that preterm birth might be related to an increased risk for math difficulties as it, later in life. Social, having poor social skills and having attention problems, which were the three areas um, that are important outcomes for children born preterm and which we also previously found in our national survey that teachers really were not aware of. So that was 
particularly important. Um, we also showed that it really increased teachers' uh, conf confidence in supporting children born preterm in the classroom. So before using the resource, um, just 8% uh, of the teachers felt that they were adequately equipped to support the learning of children born preterm. And afterwards, it was 89%, so a huge increase. And again, 23% before they used the resource said they felt confident in supporting children born preterm, and that rose to 93% afterwards. So we've shown it does improve knowledge of prematurity and outcomes and also improves teachers' confidence in supporting these children in the classroom. Um, we also asked them if they liked the resource as well, which of course is important. Yeah. Um, and over 90% said it held their interest, they enjoyed using it, it was pitched at the right level, um, the learning objectives were clear, and 97% said they'd recommend it to others. So that's um, very pleased with the, with the result of that. I bet it, sound, it sounds like an incredibly useful tool for, for teachers. And I guess it takes us back to uh, where we said that, you know, uh, if you're born preterm, the, these these difficulties aren't a destiny. Is it fair to say then that also if these difficulties do present, be it very subtly, they're also not destined to have these impact their education for their whole childhood? I mean, does resource help teachers sort of mitigate or, or, or Im improve on those difficulties so that they're less a barrier to learning? So, well, that, that's our hope and that was our intention in developing the resource. What we were really keen on was that we didn't just give information about the many difficulties that children born preterm might have, but that in addition to that, we provided at the end of the resource some strategies that can be used in the classroom to support the development um, uh, or to support learning in these children. Um, and so there's, there's various strategies that are given about how to support children with working memory difficulties, for example, or difficulties with processing speed or attention that they can use in the classroom. And obviously this is for all children, not just for children who have severe difficulties. So the hope is that actually this gives them a starting point, a signposting where to look for potential difficulties and then uh, a toolkit to get them started of, of what they could do in the classroom. And I guess the, the final question then is if you're if you're a parent of a child who's preterm or you're a teacher who's told that the child is preterm, is this something that we should be uh, firstly anxious about? Is it something that they should be hypervigilant towards? Or is this really just about incorporating it into your broader view of the child? I think it's about incorporating it into the broader view of the child for the very reason that we don't know if a child is born preterm exactly what their outcome will be. It is one factor to take into account when we are looking at the individual child, and but it, it could be a very useful and important piece of information. If a child is struggling or maybe not achieving their potential, it can signpost where the difficulties might be and give teachers that starting point of where to look consider working memory, processing speed, um, uh, uh, attention, social emotional difficulties, those kinds of things. So I think, and we know every child is different. Um, every child has different strengths and needs. And so it's about just raising prematurity as a potential um, factor to consider. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tess Podagogy. Please join us again next week.